and Stella's laying all over your clean sheets. What? Get her off of there. Okay, okay, I'm going. Stella, get off of there. Stella. Hey there, can you hear me, Rowan? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, how are you? Wait, by the way, congratulations. I got all the information about you passing. Man, I'm so happy for you. So proud. That was Sweated hard. that one out. Because I don't know if you know this, but there's the way that you become a midwife. The route that I went is where you're saying essentially that I don't need an academic component that I will just clep out of it, that I will take the test and pass it without having an academic component. So I'm sitting in my Airstream right now, which looks like absolute hell. But I was like, I'm just going to sit in this Airstream and figure out all the things I don't know and teach myself and pass this freaking test. Yes. So, I did it. I did it. So pumped. Yeah. You, so this Airstream is where, where all the hard work went down, you're saying? That's right. It's a dorm and room. We, yeah, it's a dorm room. And we bought it. Um, with the idea that that's what it would do, that it would create like a sacred but quiet space for me to sit and study. And like I was sitting in this chair like 12 hours almost up to, like I was studying eight, nine, 12 hours before I took the test, like right before it. And it worked. You did it. You did yeah. it. So instead of paying it for an academic program, we bought an Airstream instead. <laughs> I love that. That's way more so, our speed. A much better investment in our money. So. Yeah, it'll pay back. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's actually owned by um, a business that um, when my mom died, she left um, Dr. Blythe and I a couple of properties. And so we formed an LLC, and then this Airstream is one of those properties. So, you know, like I'm paying our, my own, you know, I'm paying our own business rent every month. It's very cool. So. Oh. Anyway, I mean, it's not a lot of rent, but it's something, so it all adds up, so. Yeah, that's awesome, Rowan. I'm happy for you, too, just the next step. You've, you've got it under your belt, so. Yes, yes. All right. Guess what? You had a baby! <laughs> Meet Willow. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Oh, I was thinking that Tiffany's got a kid named Willow, too. Those are the only two Willows I know. So. Yeah. And they yeah. met last time. Yeah, oh, you guys did? Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, Jackie sent me a picture and you had all that, the baby had all that molding on her head coming down your pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> when you see a head like that, you know that mama worked hard to get that baby out of her pelvis. That is yeah. a, a testimony. Yeah, she crowned for nine minutes. Well, you just go. You just go. So yeah. that, that's great. I was real excited that you had the baby and, um, and you did it, and it just good for you. Babe, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, I don't think it could have gone any better. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. I, um, it was a good experience. Cool. I cool. mean, you know, definitely reached a new threshold for me. It wasn't a, a, mm -hmm. a, pleasant one ex a pleasant experience, but it was a good experience. Well, that's what, you know, I always say that that's why they call it a transformative journey, right? Because there's mm -hmm. crying, there's making big potty on yourself, there's like, why, what the fuck was I thinking? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's why they call it a transformative journey and not cupcakes, right? Because, you right. know, like, you're different after this. You're more impressed with yourself. Everybody else around you was like, holy crap, did that just happen? So, <laughs> like, it definitely... Right, it's a transformative journey. That's how we know that it is because it has those hallmarks of wondering yeah. why I'm there, being sick, throwing up, exhausted. Yeah, yeah, just all those things. That's how we know. I um, 
at one point my partner was like, okay, I, I think I would, you know, from, from midnight to 4.30, I think it was basically like the worst food poisoning that I've ever had. And I could have, I could have done that. But from 4.30 until 8, 8 o'clock in the morning when she was born, I don't, I would have literally ca- crawled in a ball and just let the pain take me. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, I couldn't have done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. He needs to remember that every time you ask him for help. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I do love your husband. Like he's a, he's a cool guy. He's a good he's a good partner. I think yeah, he's a great he is. daddy. All right. Well, let's get this party started since there's five of us. Um, I'll read the stuff that I normally say, and uh, if I can find it, which I will hope so. Okay. So this is our um, preggers can be choosers after party. What is it? No, it's not after party. After the, birth. After birth. Sorry, I'm out of practice. Okay, so this is our afterbirth um, support group. It's postpartum support group on our new uh, day and time, which is uh, Tuesday at 11. And um, kind of um, things that we say every time is that we have a sponsor. Yay! So our two sponsors right now are Pat's Greer's Kitchen, which is um, on West Clay Street. It's a takeaway kitchen and it's a raw food kitchen. And when I was taking the NARM exam, I was like eating her salads in the in my in the van in between the testing time so i appreciate pat and then also jackie Grigg from midwife on the heights that gives a bunch of postcards to pass out to people so we've been doing that to pump our numbers and our um sharing the word here about the group and uh one of our some of our things is that this is a recorded um group but it's only the auditory part so uh if you're not in a safe place or don't feel like you can verbalize things, then you can put it in the chat box or you can text me or Dr. Blythe. And uh, let's see, where our kind of our ways that we work here is that we always wanna be kind to each other and we support over solutions. We ask that you be succinct and if a moderator interrupts you, don't take it personally. That's part of the four agreements. Um, this is peer support, not paid psychology. Dr. Blythe does have a PsyD, but um, she's not here to provide therapy. She's here to just help hold space with me. Uh, we're not prescribing or diagnosing, and um, we love it. If you're breastfeeding, you have your boobs out or whatever out you want to have out, your hair out, whatever. Um, but if somebody comes online that you don't feel comfortable with, go ahead and just make yourself dark or turn your phone over so that um, you can still participate. And um, if there's something you share and you're like later, you know, you know what, I don't want to say that, make sure you clap really loud and that will help me edit it out during the audio. And we also have Shana who might start helping us um, edit stuff too. That's Blythe's assistant. Um, this will be recorded and put in a podcast hopefully pretty soon and you can listen to it again and again. Oh, and we have people who are actually listening to our podcast, if you can believe that, because um, I don't. But um, I went to page, I'm going to um, um, mute for just a second here, and I drove up to Austin to the Texas Department of License and Regulation. Um, they have like an advisory meeting thing, so I went for that for midwifery on the Tuesday before I took the NARM, and Camilla, of all people, says that she's been listening to these, so she goes, oh yeah, I, was, I heard about the Instant Pod and all this stuff, so you know, I haven't, I haven't looked recently on like the downloads of who's listening or whatever, because I've been focused elsewhere, but um, that's exciting. People are listening, and I know some new moms have gone and listened, and um, 
made choices and did different stuff. Some of the patients that I had with Jackie when I was with Jackie told me that. So I just think that's real cool. And our reach is bigger than we know. It's more than just the five of us sitting here talking and, you know, we all like each other and, and are pretty good friends, but, um, you know, our hearts are open to each other. But um, anyway, we're sharing more than we know. And one of my focuses for 2019, Dr. Blythe's also, because our brand is Preggers Gonna Be Choosers, is to really get this out to more people so that, you know, maybe, and I think it'll jump, like, you know, we'll have like five people, then 10 people, then 15, and then, you know, there'll be a critical mass. We're like, oh shit, we need to divide up the days and stuff. But so that's kind of um, one of 2019's goals is to grow this group a little bit and then get the podcast action out for more people who are listening to them a lot, who are needing the support and love and just don't want to feel so alone, right? Because this is what we're doing. We're providing community. So um, after saying that, I don't think I know what our topic is. Do we have one? Okay, we don't have one. Um, so maybe we could talk about uh, getting through the holidays and we can talk about um, Tuesdays working for us. The reason we relocated the day is that um, I'm going to see patients on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. And we looked at, and here's another thing, local to Houston, there's a lot of groups on Wednesdays. There's lots of groups on Wednesdays. And somebody pointed out, if you're a church person, you also have Wednesday church too. So we thought, let's do Tuesday. Let's see if that works. It worked for our schedule better. And I think it works um, assessing the needs of the community here locally to Houston. So that's kind of what it is. Um, okay, so let's just go around the room. Okay, can you tell I'm in AA? Let's go um, just introduce ourselves and say what's going on with us. And uh, my name's Rowan. I'm a newly, norm passing midwife um i don't have my um cpm yet i have a couple of things i need to turn into the um oh i <laughs> see skylar there um i need to turn in some things to the state i need to turn some things into norm but um i did pass the test and that was the biggest hurdle and that was a huge huge fucking accomplishment oh yeah and we're a little sweary be wary we're a little sweary so um and we always advocate that you uh, have earbuds on if you can swing it and if you can't that's okay too but um i'm a little sweary so and that's just how we roll up in here okay all right so that's me who wants to go next just flash a hand hi y'all um i'm tiffany mom of two um lily is four and a half and Willow will be three in March. Um, local to Houston. Um, I've known Dr. B and Rowan for a long time. Um, love this group. I'm totally all about switching to Tuesdays, which is great. Um, Wednesday, we also typically Skype with my sister early in the morning. So then it turns into like all morning computer time. So um, this works out much better. Anything on your mind or anything big that you want to circle back around and talk about later? Um, I am really trying to focus on just becoming a healthier version of myself. Um, I have given up red meat as of this weekend and I'm having a hard time letting go of alcohol. So okay. I, I really want to kick it to the curb and I'm not like a daily drinker or even really like a wine mom. It really more plays into the social aspects of socializing with my family and my friends during holidays and stuff like that. And um, still working on that. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll hit back around on that. Okay. Uh, Paige or Caitlin, who wants to go next? 
Hey y'all, I'm Paige. Um, pretty new to Preggers Can Be Choosers. Um, new mom as well. I just had a little baby. Her name is Willow, too. Um, I met Rowan um, whenever she was just a wee old student um, through a birth, uh, through a midwife. And Jackie, who's also evidently a sponsor, so that's good to know. But um, new to Houston, newly married, new baby, lots of news this year, or last year, 2019, I guess, is me settling into those things a little bit deeper. Um, pretty happy. I'm, I'm glad also to have the support group and all about, all about support wherever you can get it. So um, I'll, I'll uh, circle back around if I think of a topic right now. I don't have anything on my mind. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, Caitlin, you're up. Hey, hopefully my headphones work because they're supposed to have a microphone too. Um, so, awesome. And then that means I can listen while I walk and check things, which is great. Um, uh, I'm Caitlin. I've got a four-year-old and a 15-month-old, both boys. Um, known to talk to be longer than Rowan, but now I've known you both for a few years, and that's awesome. Uh, I'm super stoked for Rowan. <laughs> I'm just super stoked. Um, and I don't know. That's about it right now. Uh, mostly I'm focusing on not hating being with my children right now because they are just being super extra everything, extra into things, extra yelling at each other just for fun because it's a competition of who can be louder at this point. Um, lots of just I don't know, competition of who can make the bigger mess, and it's kind of killing me. So right now, I'm just focusing on not hating being with my children constantly. Totally legit. Totally legit. Okay, and uh, Dr. B, do you want to introduce yourself? And then also, can you tell the story about eating the taco? Oh, my God. You always make me be so vulnerable. <laughs> Um, let's see, I'm Dr. B, uh, Rowan's sister. She's next to me on my little view of my Brady Bunch squares. Um, let's see. Oh, we're uh, doing Veganary and we were going to kind of start when I got back from being out of town in January. Um, but Rowan was getting ready to take her test. So we're like, no major changes happen before we take a test or go to court or anything like that. We're just like, always keep it simple. So um, after she passed her test, we lost our mind, ate some cake and then got to it. So um, I've been vegan for a week and a day. I feel like I'm like, you know, uh, one in one. And um, last week, I guess it was... Thursday, it was Thursday because I brought Shayna a taco. So I brought two tacos from uh, El Rey, sorry. Um, and I walk in and I give one to Shayna and she's like, oh my God, I love you so much. And so, um, oh no, it was Wednesday. Rowan brought me a whole pile of tacos. So Rowan brought me a whole pile of tacos because I was losing my mind. We really haven't figured out how to like eat and work and all this stuff. 
Um, so she brings me a pile of tacos and I kind of nibble on them. And then um, right around five o'clock, I hit my wall and I still have like two more patients. And so I'm like, I just need to eat a fucking taco. And so I go to the bathroom and I look at my patient and I just go ahead and call her back. And I was like, I just need to tell you that I really need to be the worst therapist in the world and eat a taco. Um, and she's like, okay. And I was like, I've been vegan and I'm trying to do this vegan thing. And I just really need to eat this taco. So I'm just gonna eat this taco. So I ate like four bites of this taco and I'm like all chewing and everything sucks. And I hate the world. I want to burn it down, but I'm like, be cool. Cause I'm working. I'm the fancy therapist. And then, um, I look at her and I was like, okay, um, I'm so sorry, but I was really worried. I was getting kind of bitchy and punchy and I want to be here for you. Um, but I was really hungry and I just, everything's sucks and I'm vegan now and Lola and she looks at me she goes well how long have you been doing this and I was like looking around I was like two days <laughs> and she goes oh my god I love you even more now <laughs> I'm like almost crying and she's like almost crying with me because it just sucked um so yeah obviously that was Wednesday so uh we're one and one and it's getting a little bit better but uh yeah, that was pretty much a low point where I had to eat a taco in front of a patient and not like eat her face. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> food changes are hard, man. So that's what's up around here. That and I overhauled my office. This is my home office. So I have the same curtain at my office office. So I was trying to have some brand congruency. People call it kind of Beetlejuice. I thought it was more punk rock, but whatevs, it all works. Um, so my office at the house is like glorious and I don't know I'm kind of like yes so even though everything sucks in the food department my office is glorious so ta-da okay I'll be quiet okay I have to get up and shut the door behind me because somebody the guy who the next door neighbor whenever they do their yard they go like this like with every electronic thing, like the more the weed air, they don't no, it's it's like driving with this high school friend that Dr. Blythe had named Susan. So where she like would accelerate like this. Y'all been in the car with people like that who accelerate and then stop. I mean, like yeah. So I'm gonna get up and shut the thing. But um, maybe we could talk about making changes in the new year and uh, how do we how do we stay the course when it gets real shitty, even when you have to eat a taco in front of your patient. So. Maybe that's a good place to start. That, and we could also share with Paige, good job, Paige, eating. Um, like ways to, like things maybe you wish that you had known older moms, or not older moms, but you know what I mean. Moms with older kids, things that you wish you'd known early in the beginning that we could like help uh, shorten some of the learning curves for Paige. So I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna open the door real quick though. Like I think about um, food changes and like, pretty much changing thing is hard, right? And so people get really hyped up and, ooh, they get this like kind of communal gusto of we're gonna make changes in January because it's the new year. Um, and I tend to hold off and do like a week or two or even a Chinese New Year um, just so I don't get caught up in all this like momentum that doesn't, it, it's kind of like being in a river and I don't want to just get sucked and forced downstream and then get downstream and be like, how did I get here? But my life really isn't better. I'm just now just not dying downstream versus, you know, like, so I have this consciousness about changes that I make in my life. Um, just I'm old I'm 43. So I've really learned over time that 
to, to do what other people are doing when they're doing it may not be the best. Like going to a club, like, yeah, this is really fun. I'm going to have five drinks. What? Cause you're having a drink and I'm gonna have, Oh no, that's not a good deal. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I like really think about changing stuff at certain times. And even yesterday, Rhoda and I were talking about like, when is a good time for her to work independently as a midwife? And we're like, okay, let's set some goals. And even if the goals don't work, it's a working goal. So like you just kind of pick a random number, pick a date and then see if it works. And then I do my best to not be on the beat up bus when I need to tweak that because I'm not born knowing. I have no crystal ball. I don't know if being veganary is going to work for both January and February or if I'm going to burn the house down after a week. Like, I don't know. But all I know is I can set myself up and do my best. There's a, a therapy style. So this is kind of therapy like um, it's called acceptance commitment therapy. And they talk about getting to know your values instead of setting goals for yourself, like really understanding your values and then deciding what it takes to get to those values. And a lot of times we don't know. And so they said, for example, and Rowan and I use this all the time, for example, you know that you want to go to California, but currently right now we're in Houston. And so if I say, I want to be in California by, what's today, when, no, Tuesday, by Friday night, that's not really, it may or may not work, right? So that's really structured. And what we can do is say, I really want to get to California in the next couple of weeks. Um, it would be helpful, you know, if I got there by Friday, that'd be great. But I know that I will not get to California unless I load my car up with gas and the shit I need to do to be successful and get on I-10 and head west, right? So like, I'm like, what would it take to get in the car to head west? And so that's kind of what I think about when I change stuff about myself. So for being veganary, I was like, what do I need to do to get on I-10 to head west? Because that's the working hurdle. When we don't look at that, then we tend to not be successful because we're so focused on California that we'll never get to I-10 because I'm going to run out of gas because I didn't think to put the gas in the car, right? So um, that's kind of my approach. And I guess that's $330,000 worth of how to make a decision and how to achieve a goal. Um, but that's kind of how we roll over here. I've role modeled that with Rowan and we just kind of figure out what works for us. So I'm curious like what goal setting or like what works for you guys does getting, you know, connected in the hubbub of January 1st, I'm gonna like become a new person and unzip myself and ta-da. Like, does that work for you all? Does it hold? Um, how do you guys see your best success in making changes? So I'm curious. All right, I'm gonna be quiet. Uh, for me, it's making promises to myself. Um, because if I can't keep a promise to myself, who else can I keep a promise to? Um, and that, but like I've, I've made promises to myself like since high school. The first promise I ever made to myself was that I'd never be in an on again, off again relationship. And I haven't. Uh, the only person I've ever dated twice is my husband. Uh, and that was, we broke up for a whopping two days because he needed to get himself some therapy that I couldn't do for him. Um, anyway, so that was a promise I had kept to myself for a long time because that was who I wanted to be and 
you know, like, I don't know, I grew up watching all those movies that, you know, they like break up for nothing and then break up regularly for different reasons anyway. So I was like, I don't want that. I know that like, that's just not my jam. So um, if I can make myself a promise, then I can keep it. Um, and that's been helping me because it doesn't matter your start date. Say, you know, like when we're doing Whole30, I have done this before and I know that I can do this. And even if I don't, if I make certain like exemptions for Whole30 because I know it's okay for me, um, that's still a promise to myself of I'm going to do this for this amount of time to see what happens again. And then it's, it doesn't hold me accountable to anyone but myself. And I don't know if that's helpful for me. And self-help books. I like some self-help books. The, um, you Are a Badass, just finished that one. Um, Rowan and Blood, if you haven't read this one, you need to. It's very, because she doesn't talk about God. She talks about like higher powers and energy and stuff. And it's more of the self-help book that I'm thinking up your alley, if you're interested. Anyway, this one is just excellent. Yeah. I've only been reading midwifery books, so I'm ready though. Okay. And I have the book. Um, that's yeah. the one that I was reading when that dude started talking to me in a pool about how much he liked the book. I was a little surprised. It's written, written by a woman and she's really witty and kind of feminist and funny. Um, but I like that book because it takes a lot of different books that I've read that are self-help and fancy $330,000 worth of education and put it in one book that is user-friendly and it's like little list making. So I could see it appealing to Caitlin because it's very like step one, step two, step three. Like it is very get your shit together in a very practical and humorous way. This is a very good book. She has another book about money that I'm curious about. Okay, let me quiet. So goal-wise, I've never really followed the January 1st trendy kind of thing. It always still feels like the holidays to me. So like the 12 days of Christmas lasts until like January 5th or 7th something. So it still feels very much like family time and not necessarily the time to, you know, throw away all the sugar and cookies and ditch it all to start working out. But um, I have, <laughs> I have been trying to just be more active, whether it's just walking or even playing with tag with the girls or um, even making a game of cleaning up the house, like, you know, as a race. Um, but it seems like the goals that I have set for myself like either diet wise or um, activity wise seem to, it gets to a point where I'm just tired of doing the same old thing or whatever I'm doing isn't working to a point where I know that I need to change. I've never necessarily been successful with, okay, on Monday, I'm going to start walking every day it typically starts out as like one day was really good. Let's see if I can do it the next day. 
So I haven't really been successful with um, goal setting in a, I guess, your typical way, but knowing in my mind that there is a certain place or place in my life that I want to be um, helps me with the drive. Okay, I can feel that. So for Veganary, Vegan January, the reason, like this is like my third year to do that. And um, I find myself getting so hopped up on pie and sugar that like my whole system just kind of goes And about, I guess I'm like 2013 in Christmas, like um, a friend of mine brought like a pie over and I ate some with her. And then the morning I had, you know, pie and coffee for breakfast. And then I had a piece like, you know, with dinner or something. And the next day I like had this huge systemic wheat reaction where my whole immune system and like my face blew up and I got rashes everywhere. And I was like, oh, and I had noticed that I was having some reactions, but I didn't realize it was wheat and sugar. So I almost, you know, like it was bad. Like I remember a client came to the door and she was at the driveway and she's like oh my god what happened to your face and I was like oh this is not good so that's when I started um doing vegan January and I noticed kind of that same trend this year with like sugar and wheat and stuff so um so that's where that started and I was also um just feeling like really like not great with my body so and, you know, and like this veganary thing, like it's such and go, man. Sometimes it's like, okay, can I make it another hour? But that's how I stayed sober. And I'll be sober for nine years on the 27th. So, dude. And you know how you stay sober for nine years? You know, five minutes at a time. So this is what I do. Um, I have this planner by Daniel Laporte. I'm a huge Daniel Laporte thing person and it says um what I will do to feel the way I want to feel or something like that what I will do to feel the way I want to feel and so she has like this kind of elaborate setup and I'm a planner and I, I used to feel kind of weird having all these like different things that I had to plan and stuff and all these calendars but Dr. Blythe reminded me that we don't need another calendar like planning is like how I plan my you know empire or whatever so she has different categories and she has like um, how you want to feel, like what your core desired feelings are, like so, like how you want to feel all the time, right? So mine are like um, one of mine is hope punk, which is kind of a term instead of dystopic fiction where everything doesn't work out, dystopic fiction where shit does work out, or even if it doesn't work out, we're gonna show up and be kind and cheerful and try anyway, which seems like a it, for me it's really a fit for right now. Um, and so just some other things. So then I figure out how I want to make those things happen. So these are my core desired feelings up here. And then I like write stuff down. And I felt like really dumb about this. But you know what? Like this is just who I am right now. So for like my body, I want to drink water every day. Okay. And then I have a watch um, that tells me how much I'm moving around and stuff. So I call those my rings. And I say how many rings I closed. And then I wrote down my supplements. I want to, um, every day I want to laugh and I want to do yoga. And then um I want to have my hair braided. I feel better when my hair is braided, which has clearly not happened yet. Um, I want to light a candle in the Airstream. I want to take my dog on an adventure and I want to meditate. Okay, so these are things like I feel better if I get these things done every day, right? Oh, well, Tiffany, good to know. Okay, and so then when I do them, I highlight them. So, oh, normally brushing my teeth is on here too, because I just spent a kajillion dollars getting my teeth fucking done. And 
if I had remembered to brush my teeth like three times a day or whatever and floss and you know whatever you're supposed to do like I wouldn't have spent all this time in the dentist chair so I normally write like teeth care on here and so when I do it I highlight it and so like if I have a shit day I can look back then you know the day after I'm like oh did I get my like basic self-care objectives done and I just felt like so like I don't know like, like I was a little kid, you know, like I have to write down, brush my teeth. I have to write down, drinking my water. I have to write down, taking my supplements, but I do not care because this is how I'm a better person. Okay. And sometimes I'm real tired and I'm not a new mom, but sometimes I'm up for two days or whatever. So here we go. I'm just going to put this stuff on here. So like, I just decided how do I feel best in my physical body and how do I feel best? Like in my emotional, psychosocial, um, spiritual body. And I just wrote it down. You know, so if somebody finds us later, like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? They're going to make fun of me for having to highlight to remember to brush my teeth? Okay. Um, but, you know, I started journaling a long time ago. This is, just speaks about being vulnerable with um, journals and planners and stuff. I started journaling when I was about, I was a sophomore in high school. And people were always like, you know, what if somebody reads that or whatever? And my one thought was like, well, first of all, my handwriting's terrible. So if you can read it, good for you. And then the next part is like, so what are they going to learn? That I'm vulnerable, that I make mistakes, that I'm insecure, that I have to document things so I can move forward with some of my plans. What are they going to learn? That I'm human? You know, like it's okay. And I used to work in a, um, a psych facility. It was a group home for a bunch of like kids who are real fucked up. And um, you know who read my journal if I left it out? The staff, not the kids you know? So I learned that it's okay. Like, I'm not going to let being perceived as vulnerable and having, letting someone have somebody, something on me, keep me from knowing myself the best that I can. And so having this groovy planner and writing stuff down and highlighting how I best take care of myself. Okay. I, um, since we're doing vegan January, I typically don't weigh myself, but, um, I am on Sundays and Wednesdays. And so I write that down so I can kind of track stuff. Okay. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I never read my journal. Um, you know, it never occurred to me that you might have. Um, so anyway, that's what I've done. I've like, this planner goes everywhere with me and it's huge guys. It's huge. Like it's bigger than my head. See? And I still take it with me everywhere. I have my purse and my planner. You gotta, gotta be planning. Planner's gotta be planning. And just like I plan my time, I plan my money and I'm just a plannery type of person. And even if I'm not doing anything for like, you know, four hours, that's plan time to like not do shit, you know? Cause I used to think, oh, if I have a planner that every minute must be planned with something to do as opposed to, you know what, this is my block for like not giving a fuck. So that's what I do. But with this planner, I can also remember why I wanted to do this. Like I've been doing this thing called a work gym where that's how I passed the norm was doing work gym. And like, it fucking sucks getting up at like 545 or whatever. So I can be here on the computer and like ready to go with all these other people. But I remind myself that one of my um, feelings, um, core desired feelings is being pro like, and pro people show up at 545 in the morning, pro people sign up for electronic test to pass their neonatal resuscitation stuff you know that's what it takes to be pro and that's why i'm doing this so i have a lot of documentation of why i'm doing behavior so that way when i don't want to do them i remember what they're for and it's all in the planner okay 
and being vegan does suck. And being vegan especially sucks if you don't eat wheat and carbohydrates. Because there's one thing about being a carbitarian, because guess what? Cheetos are vegan, right? But I'm not eating those either, because that's not in the spirit of the agreement of trying to be healthy. So you know what? Coke and Diet Coke and Cheetos and Moon Pies and all this shit, that's completely vegan. But I'm not doing it. Okay, even though I want to, even though I'm taking the dogs to the beach, I'm gonna drive by Bucky's. And you know what that is? That's carbitarian heaven. I will not do it. I'm telling you guys now so that I don't. <laughs> Ooh, all right, who wants to share next? Just unmute yourself. There was a time where I um, had a really elaborate journal and I would cut out. Uh, things from magazines and bulletins and all this stuff and um, create a whole illustrated version of my life, my planning and my values and all this. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that. It was just some, some me time, some creative space. Um, and it also would include plenty of self-reflection and journaling and processing. Um, it would include calendars and what I was doing for the month. Um, and then, um, <clears throat> and then I made a judgment that I was, I was at some point, not like one day I made this judgment, but eventually I realized how, uh, I have a, you know, I tend to be really self-absorbed and, um, and that, and to some degree it's great because I don't struggle with self-care. I'm, I've, I'm always going there. That's my default is to take care of myself for better or for worse, you know, but, um, but I found it a little bit stifling for me because I would kind of stay there and, um, that would be the extent of, of my action, you know, it's kind of like me reflection and, uh, because that was a little stifling for me, I, I'd stopped journaling and then, you know, I don't know, five, 10 years later, now I'm, I'm realizing that, um, maybe I was leaning too much in the self-absorption kind of area, but I, I think I could maybe incorporate some of that a little bit more uh, in, a, in a balanced way because not doing anything also is, I find challenging just setting goals and uh, accomplishing them in a sort of timely manner. I love, I love what, um, I can't remember who said it, but uh, finding your values and sort of letting that be the drive that that I can jive with. Um, so is my lifestyle, is my, are my decisions kind of congruent with those and moving me towards those? I like that. Also, um, being married for a year now and having another person to plan a life with, it's been really helpful for me because out of the two, I'm the sort of contemplative, stay still kind of would stay do nothing forever and he's really like heavily action oriented task oriented goal oriented person so it's been really helpful just to see how um my decision making affects other people and how it does matter that I you know despite the baby crying in the background of the phone call call the foundation guy so we can get a structure built for the new house we're buying you know so that being just it's nice for me to kind of be a be a team with someone and to see that my action it does matter that I that I get shit done because um, my life doesn't just affect me anymore so that's been really refreshing for me also really challenging 
last week we bought we made we went to Home Depot and made this giant um this giant uh board that you write on with markers what am I thinking of <laughs> anyway so we um we we made a chart there hour by hour weekdays to see okay what what are we doing a dry erase board thank you <laughs> and um so we have a an hour by hour and weekly um schedule for you know there's the page line and there's the chase line and um and it helped me to realize that his hours are full he doesn't he, you know so he'll have work from like whatever 7 a.m to 5 a.m an hour of traffic and then home and then bedtime at 10 so those three hours he has for to take care of all the things he needs to take care of as far as self-care and family time and all that stuff whereas my line is pretty open and they can't really necessarily schedule you know feed my daughter feed our child um which happens every two hours sometimes more you know so um i guess i guess two things i'm saying one living on a regimented schedule it has been challenging because it um i like the fluidity of not being on a schedule um, but two i really thrive in an environment where it is there's that physical accountability where i can look to see okay i have all this open time how can i structure my life to really move forward in it and not stay you know not be stifled in my free time um yeah, so having this, having the visible schedule has been helpful for me, one, to be more compassionate whenever Chase gets home and realize, okay, yeah, he's, he's got a schedule that's full. And so for me to ask for personal connection, just know that that is something that is, a, you know, a, it's congruent with our relationship, but it's, you know, he doesn't have all this free time. So, yeah. I'm, I'm trying goals more. <laughs> Cool. And those giant dry erase boards, by the way, I forget what they're called, but um, you don't have to buy a fancy one. You can just get that paneling that they put behind the toilet. I'm sure Chase knows this. Did you guys buy some huge panel that you had to stick up? We bought all of the supplies and made it ourselves. Right. It was like 25 so, bucks for, you know, right. I think maybe it's four feet. I don't know how big mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, and that's one of the most fun things. And I think Susan, our mom, Dr. Blythemine's mom taught us that, but I'd put so many boards up so many places. And one time we got this huge one, it was like an eight foot one and it blew off this guy's car and he was so pissed. And, um, and I was like laughing my head off and the more I laughed, of course, the matter he got, but, um, and we ended up cutting it in jigsaws. Like, so then he made like one that looked like a coffee mug that I put in like to the coffee department. That's when I was working over where you're living, um, close to where you're living page over off of Drennan. So, um, Anyway, but he was so fucking pissed, Tiffany, like, he was, like, raging, and I'd never seen this guy anything but super chill, you know, and so the more, it was crazy, I'm a little loud thinking about it, but anyway, so it's a cheap way to make a dry erase marker, or a dry erase board, and um, I've used them so many places, and I don't, I don't have one in here because it's the Airstream, but you can believe when Blythe and I have a studio, Dr. Blythe and I have a studio again, like, it's happening. I had him at my house. I just like, showed it. Did you not oh, you see didn't? me, Ro? No, I didn't. I just showed one that, um... I don't know if it was from Dallas or if it was one I took from the house in Houston, but with the cut on the side and yeah, yeah, cool. Because I have it in the closet because I'm about to start studying again, and that's oh. what I do with my studying to learn the 
curve, whatever. We can put it behind you on the curtain and then just cover back up when you see patients. Good point. This is how everything in our house works. Oh, you know what you could do? And then all of a sudden we're like, where's that thing? And get the drill and yeah. Okay. Sorry. So I just want to say one thing, like I want to talk about not drinking for a second that, um, I decided to not drink in the late nineties because I had watched my grandmother take out the Christmas tree every year and I didn't want to be like that. And so like, I didn't drink, I didn't drink. And then I was at a family reunion in like 2001 or two, no, 2004, maybe I don't remember around then. And, um, I was at a family reunion and things were stressful inside a Roman Coke and they had another and another and another and another. And then I was in a boat and I was pulling my cousins behind me um, on an inner tube. And since I'm not used to drinking, like it didn't occur to me that drinking would affect me. And I almost lost one of my cousins up on the bank. And um, I was like, okay, this is a problem. And so, um, and even though I said that to myself, I still had margaritas the next day. And like from, I went from never drinking at all to like drinking almost nonstop. Um, and so there's a saying in AA that, um, in a recovery, that your alcoholism is out, your disease, because we call it disease, is out in the parking lot doing push-ups, just waiting for you. So, um, and that's how mine is for me. So I stopped drinking again. And so I've made it to six years, twice before, until this last nine-year, almost nine-year run. And um, it just comes out of nowhere sometimes for me. So, like, I have to be, not like hypervigilant, but like, I don't set myself up. I don't go in places that um, I can't handle. Blythe and I were at, Dr. Blythe and I were at Ojo Caliente um, out in New Mexico and everything was cool. And we're gonna go in a restaurant and eat with a bunch of friends. And there's a certain recipe for me that it's like the recipe of doom and it just lined up and I didn't know it until I was in there. And then I was like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. And so like, I was with Dr. Blythe, so she's like, just go outside, just go outside. And I was like, okay, you know, like, but it was from zero to 60, like out of nowhere. So, um, and things have been kind of stressful with me personally. And so Dr. Blythe will ask me, are you going to drink? And I'm like, no, you know, like it didn't even occur to me. So for me, it's not like, oh, this is upsetting. I'm going to go drink. It might be, oh, I'll eat a cookie. Okay. That could be a problem, but it's not drinking. But when I go someplace and that certain recipe where the lights are dim or like kind of globes or you know like you think about holidays and then there's tinkling and there's laughing and I mean that's my recipe for doom so um I don't go to places like that where I think that's going to happen but sometimes it still happens anyway and I just get out and I don't care if everybody thinks I'm the biggest bitch ever like I gotta go you know because and when things were real bad a couple of years ago I made Shannon promise me that if I started drinking she would fire me as her apprentice so I got people around me to be on the same page too and I was real glad I wasn't with Jackie at the time because Jackie is actually my friend and I think Jackie would have been like um you know look like we can work through this or whatever but I needed somebody who's not my friend who was Shannon to be like you're out so um I got people around me to help hold a strong boundary so I just wanted to say that real quick and, you know, like, I can't be drinking now and be a midwife. Like, that's not going to work. I can't be drunk. I can't. I'm not a functional alcoholic, all that stuff. So, um, and I also wanted to touch on, uh, Caitlin, there were lots of times that I hated my kids. And then, um, which is not what you said. These are my words. But um, people had asked me, like, something about my kids. And I was like, oh, I hate them all equally. I don't hate the deaf one or the one I foster any less than the other ones. That's all equal here. They were adolescents page, so they were they were a little bit easier to dislike. <clears throat> I always loved them, but um, and I think my only thing is I like, just kind of like not drinking, just like minute by minute. Okay, okay, because um, now they're older and they're wonderful. Um, but I also know when 
my best parenting jam is my parenting jam is when they're adolescents even though i just said i hate them all that's where i'm the best parent and like little kids like i can't i don't, I don't do it i'm not a good parent to little kids um so i just wanted to say that to, yeah that's another good one so why don't you just i want to support you a little bit caitlin so i'm just gonna mute you if you just want to freestyle rant just tell us what's up yeah i just um I mean, I'm getting time away from them, and I, it's like as soon as I walked in the door, I went grocery shopping on, or I went and picked up the groceries that I ordered on Sunday. I walk in the door, Skylar runs at me, and like I have a handful of groceries, so I can't exactly catch him. So then he falls down and hits his butt really hard on the tire and starts crying. Atlas sees me and immediately starts crying, and I'm just like, as soon as I walk it back in the door, someone's screaming at me or something, mm. you know, or crying because they're hurt, or, you know. And it's just not letting up. So, and they don't do it for anyone but me. So that's the, like, that's the real challenge is that if I'm gone, they're perfect for everyone else. They don't whine, they don't cry, they pick up their toys, they listen, they do all their things. But as soon as I walk in the door, it's like, they let all their shit come out immediately. So, that's it. Like, I got my night last night, and I came home, and I was really happy and refreshed, and then Skylar was in my spot, like, in my bed, in my spot. So I had to, like, move him, and then hope he didn't wake up, and all of that kind of stuff, you know. So, it's just, it's just a different level for me, and it's, shitty and I don't know how to fix it or change it or and sometimes it's just like okay well it's just because it's me and they spend 24 7 with me but it just doesn't make it easier yeah I feel like I've got two newborns because they both just need to be on me and near me and attached to me and mm -hmm. yeah okay so okay. I learned this mantra called right now it's like this okay right now it's like this and this is real shitty okay like you can see it on all of our faces We're like oh my gosh right now it's like this which doesn't mean it's not always going to be like this but right now it's like this right and that's just a piece of mindfulness okay um and the next thing is like if it's only you that's equally empowering and equally terrible, right? The good news it's you, the bad news it's you, right? And it takes two to make a dance like that? Change the dance, Caitlin. And it's gonna take a while to find the right dance. Right. Change the dance. Yeah, that's just the struggle right now. So, so rough. Well, what I do know is that I believe in you and I believe in your ability to figure this out. And I believe in your ability to make it through another nanosecond without punting your kids out the front door. I believe in you. Yeah. I also just need another situation to resolve itself and that will take another weight off too. So. Yeah. Okay. And are you able still to like on your days, your nights where you're, on your time when you're with your kids, are you still able to go outside and let them run around and like not be right on top of each other? 
Yeah, like today after we get off, we're going outside to the the um, place that we bought them because I can't handle them inside anymore today. So we're going to go wear them out. But like I just, I had Atlas down and then my sister-in-law got him because he'd been crying and he'd already been crying for 20 minutes because he was supposed to be going to sleep and it's nap time. And then all of that's now wasted. So now we've got to start again. So... Anyway. So right now it's like this. Right now it's like this. Yep. Not always going to be like this. No. Nope. Okay, and, and on your and on your list, are you getting your supplements, your water, your all that stuff? Yep. Okay. Yep. And visual cues. I totally understand visual cues. I have to have a visual cue because otherwise I won't remember it. There's too many things on the list. Even if it's brushing your teeth, I need that visual cue. That's why the toothbrush is out on the counter because I need that specific visual cue. Cool. Cool. All right. What are we going to talk about next time? If we made it through without like hating our children, what are we, what are we going to talk about, Caitlin? I don't know. Uh, Valentine's Day, because that's my birthday, but because uh, I never know what to do for my husband for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Or a partner, or my kids, or how to celebrate something as wackadoo is valentine's day well i love me some valentine's day because i'm a heart and uh love like i even say i think can you see it it says choose love here on my chest yeah love me some love yeah right it's flashing day here on preggers can be choosers let's all get matching tattoos i propose that for valentine's day (laughs) we'll have our own gang what's up Prager's can be choosers game. PCBC. Do what we want. We can put our name right now. It's like this. I don't know. Anyway. This is it for today. We love each other. We're going to unmute. We'll see each other in two weeks on a Tuesday. Invite somebody who needs support if you can. And if not, that's all right, too. Um, Follow-up is in our uh, PCBC group on Facebook if you're a Facebooker. At some point, we might migrate onto a different platform. I don't know what that might be, but... Um, I don't know. We'll just keep our ears and our hearts open, okay? Oh, and the spider mommy died, and so did the egg. So, oh. or what's up? So there, oh. but we found a new spider, and she's bigger. Wait, Caitlin, you said she laid her eggs? Yeah, she laid her eggs, but then the, I think the egg died. I don't think it was the right temperature or something. Anyway, but the, the spider babies did not happen. Oh. Okay, well, in one of my bathroom you can come get. <laughs> All right. I love you guys, and I believe in you, and I, I love believe you guys. in your um, love you. self-care. Love you. And see each other in two weeks, okay? Love, love you all. Bye. This Bye. is what healing looks like. Alrighty, my loves, that's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com, and there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at Preggers Can Be Choosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the podcast afterbirth group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education 
podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks.